What's good, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in to episode of Underscore. We emphasize the things that need to be discussed and discard the things that don't. It's kind of an asterisk to us popping, you know? I'm the host of this thing. My name is Jada No Kiss No Pinkett. I'm so excited to get to talk to you guys. A little bit about my show, Underscore is an open forum space where I get to express myself and have fun and interesting conversations with you guys. It's educational, pop culture oriented, and sometimes motivational, but all around interesting. There are a lot of different segments on this show. Sometimes I'll have a guest on or multiple guests to talk with me, but ultimately I want to be able to entertain you guys and share my experiences with you. Cool with you? Cool. Let's do it. Before we get into it, I want to give you guys a little heads up. This week's episode does feature spoilers on the new Netflix miniseries, When They See Us, as well as teensy tiny spoilers about the new season of Grownish. So if you haven't seen either of those, go ahead and watch those and then come back and see my show. I don't want to hear y'all's complaints. I forewarned you. I said pause, beep, beep. If you go further, that's on you. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Underscore. I am Jada No Kiss No Pinkett, and in the studio with me today, I have two of my closest friends, Twyla and Simone. Closest. One of my closest friends, and Twyla. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Simone, you guys want to introduce yourself to the people? Hi, my name is Twyla. Hi, I'm Simone. No last name. <laughs> I feel it. I do it on her Just all Simone. the time. <laughs> Just Jada. Don't follow me nowhere. You're not going to look me up. Y'all are Government. Me. You don't need to know who I am. This is what it is. All right, you guys. So today we're going to talk about something that is very important and current to our community. Ava DuVernay and Netflix recently debuted the long-awaited project that recounts the events and lives of what is known as the Central Park Five. It's called When They See Us. I recently watched it, and I think I share many of the same sentiments that uh, most of the viewers had. But I wanted to talk to these ladies about it because uh, Twyla has, she knew about the story and just chose not to watch the series. And Simone kind of knew about the story, and she has not yet watched the series. Is there a reason why you haven't watched it yet, or you just... I'm not emotionally ready to watch it. Like, Understandable. I, I think that was Tyler's reason, too. I'll see it on Netflix. I was like, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And you want to share why you weren't able to watch it? Well, why I made the decision not to watch it? Yeah. I just felt like I wouldn't know. I would just be left with emotions, and it's like, now what? I would watch that. I would have this rage, this sadness, all this energy inside of me, and then do I just go to work? Like, <laughs> like what am I? Yeah. <laughs> what comes next? This is usual. I, no, I understand. Um, but uh, one thing that I know about myself is that the quickest way to get me to watch something is to say it's based on a true story. And so even though it's hard for me to watch, I don't think I've ever had that concern for like movies or, and TV shows. Well, I'll take that back because I could not finish 13 Years a Slave. I think it's, yeah, I couldn't finish, I couldn't finish that. I haven't seen that either. I was geez, don't plan on it. Don't watch it. Okay. I, I actually want to finish it. I just haven't sat down. and was like, I want to finish thirteen years. It happened beyond when I was watching it the first time, so I wasn't like it was purposely going to it. Um, but 
I don't really have that that feeling towards shows like that or movies like that. I just want to know. Like I want to I want to know what happened. I like to see it. I like movies. I like to see it. Google was free, sis. Y'all go watch that. <laughs> don't take the nothing out of Ava's um, purse, okay? Go watch it. No, I'll let it stream. Don't you know? I'll give her her coin. Yeah, play it in the other room. In the other room, while you're with the door closed. <laughs> give her the money and the credit anyway. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the case or haven't seen the movie, the Central Park Five is a group of black and Latina boys, ages 14 to 16, who were accused of raping and almost killing a white woman named Trisha Miley in Central Park. Um in April of 1989. Uh, the boys, Antron, Yusuf, Kevin, Corey, and Raymond, like I said, they were between the ages of 14 and 16, and they just happened to be basically there when it happened. And so the story starts basically showing us that they're kids. Antron it was a aspiring baseball player enjoying cereal with his pops one morning. Yusuf is making plans to have later on with a friend. Kevin is walking with his older sister, talking about his goals to make first chair in the band. Corey is macking with his girl outside the school, trying to get her to go out and eat with him. And Raymond is talking with his friends about attending a party that night. They showed us that they were just normal kids that day. Uh, And then out of nowhere, a bunch of like just black boys, of various ages just start there hooting and hollering and running in the streets and stuff and the boys are like oh let's see what's going on let's mm-hmm. see what they doing and they followed them to like they ended up in Central Park I know Twilight's shaking her head <laughs> my mama told me when a crowd of people run you run with them you don't even don't really ask no don't ask no questions you just run you never see that on Black but they were yes but in I always heard that in the case of like if there's enfrightenments like if, if, you we're running, around, if we're running with purpose, then yes. But these boys were like, woo, yeah. And they're just like running to, around having fun. Okay. They weren't running like, mm, okay. yeah. Well, they were watching, so that's why I'm assuming like. Yeah, so I'm trying to, yeah. So I'm trying to paint a picture here. And so they're just like running around. They're freak. They're carrying these like teenage boys. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to Central Park. And I, I was watching it with my mom. And I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking like you guys. I'm like, where, why, why are they running to, like, what are they doing? And... My mom was like, that's how we did back in the day. We we didn't have all these TVs and stuff. <laughs> like, when you saw somebody run into the park, shoot, I want to go to the park, too. Yeah. And in this case, it just didn't work out for them. So when they get to the park, it's at this point nighttime. They're all out there kind of late. Some of the boys start beating up some of the patrons in the park. There were some a few attacks that happened there. They were kind of harassing the bikers. You know how people can be yeah, making yeah. fun of stuff. They were harassing the bikers. And... Uh, not before long, but boop, boop, police coming, mm-hmm. of course. And so what do we do when the lights come on? You scatter. And so they start running every which way. And a lot of them got rounded up. It was more than just the five boys. I still, after watching it like three or four times, Ooh, girl. cannot figure out why those five. Why those five? Mm. And so they were originally going to let them go because they brought them all in. They were going to not all of them. I think they had about eleven or twelve of them, and they were going to originally let them all go on like a family court ticket. Like basically, y'all aren't supposed to be out this late. Mm. And good old Linda Fairstein makes her entrance. Uh, if you guys don't know who that is, Linda Fairstein was the I think she was like the head detective on the case. And she came in and was like, you guys were at the park where a lot of the attacks happened. And she went to one of the detectives and was like, you was just going to let all them go on family court tickets? These are witnesses. 
it they didn't go in like like they were witnesses. So we cut to them being interrogated at, about a rape because they had found out about the rape and so they were like, "What do you guys know about the lady in the park?" And this boy was just like, "Who? What?" Lady, Sir, I'm trying to get what is a lady? 10. What is? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm gonna kill me for being out this late. I anyway, I'm about to get a Chick Fil A sandwich and a fry. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, they were just like, "What do you know about it?" And this, that, and the third. And these boys are like 14. They're like, "I don't." Can I just I say, um, based upon like your depiction of the story, mm-hmm. I like the fact that it started off showing their lives before everything happened because I think that not even think that is the reality of when it comes down to like police brutality or an issue of injustice within this nation Um, especially as a person of color you wake up and you just go about your day not knowing by like 5pm you're going to be a hashtag Mm -hmm. yeah Um, Trayvon Martin I'm pretty sure didn't know that he would be a household name through the way that he's a household name so I can appreciate that from like a storytelling aspect to because it makes it it it's real. Mm-hmm. You just get up one day and yeah. you don't know you're about to be in jail for the next odd year or something you didn't do. Yeah, and I think it was very important to them to portray them as as kids because I think that got lost in the in the and, story. Yeah, because by the time that we really that it really came back to life. I know a lot of people said that they didn't find out about it until the settlement in, like, 2002. Yeah. Or when they got exonerated, it was, like, in 2003. I think they didn't get the money until, like, 2014. Um, but what? Court takes time. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have a question. So what about these lawyers? Are they involved? The lawyers? For the kids after you said they were interrogated? Oh, I'll lawyers? tell you all that. Yeah, I'll tell you all that. So even – and there's a line in the story – I mean, a line in the movie where, or show, Series, yeah. that the mom, one of the moms says, and she's like, you do right, and you, you put you put yourself out there, and you protect, and you do provide for them all you can, and you look away for one second, and it's just like, yeah, all over it. Yeah, Cause he, and they were, his mom was legit looking for him, and was like, mm. it, it was still the same day, but he was like, you know, Mm. You know, used to home by like eight, nine. Usually home play. You know, I don't yeah. play about that. Like, have you seen them? The street lights come and on. And at, this, right, at this point, cell phones are not a thing. Yeah. And so it's just like she's calling other moms. Like, hey, you seen you? You seen you know? Nah, girl. But if I, if I, I'll ask Johnny. If Johnny seen him, I'll let you know what I tell him to get his butt home. Cool. So we're back in the interrogation room. They're like talking to them and all this. These are kids. They don't know about. Right. Lawyers, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not like I ain't saying nothing to my mama get here. I ain't saying nothing to lawyers get here. I ain't got. I got the right to say whatever mm-hmm. I want. Um, they didn't know that. There and are so adults they who were, don't know their rights. Yes, I can only mm-hmm. imagine as a child. So they were interrogating all these kids, and these kids at this point didn't even know each other. Yeah, they didn't know each other. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. No. I thought they were all friends. Yeah, I did not That's know that. That's what they yeah. were. The Central Park Five um, said that it was like a lot of people thought we knew each other. I didn't know none of them. Mm. Except the only people that knew each other were Corey and Yusuf. Okay. Um, so um, they're interrogating these kids now. They did let uh, like uh, think Yusuf and Corey wasn't a part of the original roundup, and so Linda, the head detectives she said um she told the detectives you go into those projects and you stop every little thug you see and so yeah and so because they they needed to pin this rape on somebody so they go out and they just like stop and frisk basically you got identification on you no cool cool so one of the men saw yusuf and was like hey you got your id on you he's like yeah and 
Yusuf's ID said he was 16, but he was really 15. He was like, why does it say 16? He's like, to impress the ladies. Mm. <laughs> and so he told them that I'm really 15, but they went and interrogated him and was like, oh, he's 16. He don't need a lawyer. He doesn't have to have anybody present while he's, while, yeah, while we're interrogating him. But they knew. But Corey was with him. So they were taking Yusuf in. And then one of the detectives that was with him was like, you want to go with your buddy downtown? We're just going to talk about him. I mean, talk with him. And Corey looked at Yusuf. Yusuf looked at Corey. And Corey was like, "My mom will kill, your mom will kill me if I, if I don't go with you. And he went along. And he was sitting in, like, the waiting room while they were interrogating Yusuf. So Yusuf's mom comes down. She finally finds him. And she was like, y'all interrogating, like, my son without me being here? That's illegal. And so she was like, Linda was like, oh, can I see the birth certificate? E. <laughs> it's making me mad. Girl, like, honestly, I'm sitting here just like, no honestly, lawyer. Yeah. I knew he was 15, but I was like, oh, 16. Yeah. So she was like, oh, you got the paperwork. Let me see the let me see the birth certificate, as if I just keep it in my purse. And so... When I have kids, I'm keeping papers <laughs> on me. I'm going to make on small, <laughs> laminated... <laughs> You want a direct copy, a signed right. copy, Which one black and white. Want? You want the back of it, too. I'm going to get a double sided I got pictures of the pregnancy and yes. birth as well. <laughs> yes. What you need, sis. I recorded it. What do you want? Give me my I child. I still have a placenta and a cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to. And so Linda walks off and was like, mm-hmm. But uh, Yusuf's mom was like, cool. I'm going to call the New Yorker and mm. tell them that you're interrogating knowingly interrogating a child that's under age without a minor present. Now, when she walked in to get Yusuf, he was signing his Miranda card. At that point, they had been berating him and interrogating him for hours. No food, no parents. It, it was a horrible scene. That was what was going on with Yusuf's. Uh, Raymond, who is the Hispanic boy, his dad had to go to work. So he was like, he, he brought his mom down. His mom only speaks Spanish. So his, so his grandma, so it's Raymond and his grandma. His grandma only speaks Spanish. And he's in there and they're interrogate, interrogating him. And eventually they're like, you, you, we can just, let's just, grandma, you come with me. We'll, we'll get you something to eat or something. Basically now he's alone. Yeah. Raymond's alone. And at that point they had gotten them to like confess. They were like, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Corey, Ke- Kevin, Kevin, Kevin did it. Yep, it was mm-hmm. Kevin. And then he was like, okay, yeah, and what was Yusuf doing? Yeah, he was he was in there too. He was he was with the lady. Like yeah. it was obviously not, but it was they said it mm-hmm. so they could write it down. All they needed was for them to sign. Yeah, you wanna go home. That's all they told him. They was like, Don't you wanna go home? Don't mm-hmm. you wanna go home? Just tell us what happened. Don't yeah. you wanna go home? These kids don't know. And so Antron, his was angering because his father and his mother were there. His father told him, he was sitting there like, no, I didn't do it. I'm not saying I did this. I didn't do it. I got nothing to do with this. I don't know no Kevin. I don't know no Ant. No, I don't know none of that. Again, bro, I just trying to get my I was just there. there. I told wrong you place, that. Wrong time. Yeah. They pulled his dad out. They was like, you like your job? Dad was like, yeah, I like my job. Do you, does your job know you have a criminal record? Mm. And he was like, no, nah, I never gave him no problem before. He was like, oh, well, maybe we should bring that up to them. Or maybe you can go in there and get your boy to talk some sense. The dad goes back inside and was like, tell these police what they want to hear so we can go home. You get fired today because I'm not finna... Yeah, I would have lost my job that day. 
I'm a criminal. <laughs> and Antron was like, Daddy, no, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not about to say I did it. And he started yelling at him, like, boy, just we just trying to get you home. You need to tell them what they need to hear so we can go home. Mm-hmm. Dad, I, that that would have been the end of me, my dad relationship right then and there. You don't believe me? You're not fighting for me? But he's 14. This is, this is his father. Yeah, at that age... I feel like there's, there's a point. I feel like when you're a child, you view your parents as like superheroes, you know, yeah. superwoman, superman. And there comes an age where you finally realize that they're human too. Something happens within the life of your the relationship with you and your parents, and you're like, oh, okay, so you ain't got no superpowers. Okay, cool, sis. But at that age, your parents, you you view them as you trust them to guide you down the right path. Mm-hmm. So if your father's telling you, hey, just sign this paper, let's go home. You're going to do it? Yeah, say? yeah. You don't think that your parents is going to... And, you know, I, I don't even think maybe his parents knew how crazy this whole thing would get. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they think now. Mm. After saying everything. Yeah. And then making him say, like... Yeah. I wonder how Ooh, they feel the now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. So the mom kind of stuck by him the whole time. The dad, however, felt guilty for selling his son out. Yeah, to you the don't point say. where <laughs> to the point where he didn't really show up to the trial. He never really he never visited Antron in jail. Never, and it, it kind of tells us about like what happened when they get out. That relationship was kind of rocky when they got back. Yeah, I mean. I, <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner just like, can you tell dad to pass the potatoes? (laughs) (laughs) Tell Charlie. (laughs) At that point, you get a first name basis. Um, So, yeah. And then the last one was uh, Kevin, who who he personally, that was the first time I cried in the series. Kevin's broke my heart. Kevin's was, was sad. Kevin got beat while he was there. Like, when they was trying to round them up from the park, a police officer was on top of him and, like, knocked him out with his helmet. Hmm. So he has his big bruise as he's getting interrogated. How old is Kevin? Kevin at this time was uh, 14. No parent. No nobody. Hmm. I told you when the show started, he was talking to his sister. He's this happy-go-lucky kid, excited about band and school. And his sister's probably, like, I want to say she's probably, like, 18, 17, 18. And uh, you can tell they have a, a very good relationship with each other. She finally finds out that he's in, in the interrogation room. And at this point, like I said, they had gotten him confessed. So they had wrote down everything that Kevin said. And they were trying to get Ke- someone to sign it because Kevin's 14. And so he can't, I don't think he could sign it. So the sisters get there and she was like, what's going on? Where are you? What happened to your face? And he was just like, I want to go home. I just want to go home. And so he was like, you want to take your brother home, right? You want to take your brother home? Yeah, go ahead and sign this. And she was like, can I read it? He's like, yeah. And so she, he read it, and he was like, this isn't his handwriting. Like, what did he, he didn't say this. He said, yeah, I wrote it, but he said it. And she was like, he wouldn't do it. I don't know who these boys are that's in here. Who's, who's Antro, who is all these people? Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of this, and my brother would never do it. I'm not signing this, no. And so he, like, starts crying. He's like, please, it, just sign it, please. I want to go home, please sign it. She's crying. She's like, I want, I think I need to get a lawyer or something to look at this. I need, I need to get mom to look at this. And he's like, Angie, please, please, crying. Can I go home, please? I just want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go home. And I was crying because I was like, I have five brothers. I have one, two of them that are 14 right now. Mm. If it were me and him, and he's begging me, please just sign this so I can go home. I see your face beat up. I don't know how you got it. You've been here for hours by yourself. 
am I going to sign this paper so I can take you home? I wouldn't have signed or it. Or you would have? I would not have. She mm-hmm. did. Yeah, I would not She have. signed it because she's like, he just he was crying. He was yeah, like, I want to no, go home. I wouldn't have to wait. Yeah. Tears going to be tears today. I, would, I wouldn't have. And, and I, I'm... I she know was, she sounds the smartest one out of everybody you just explained. Maybe we should get a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Well, Yusuf's Maybe. mom. Huh? Yusuf's mom. Yeah, she was The father smart. messed it up for me with Yusuf. I'm sorry. No, Yusuf was the one whose mom was like, okay, I'll go to the New Yorker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 She was the only one, but she still doesn't get points with me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't know that I would... I would have definitely had to fight with it. My mom, I was telling my mom that that was the part that got to me. And she was like, you ain't finna sign that paper. Yeah, I know I wouldn't have I was like, it. but mama, you didn't see him cry. No. Him begging me, Jada, please, please, please no. take me home. But think about how many times, like, our, our parents has whooped, like, they whooped us, put hands on us. We crying. They don't feel bad. Just cry. There's I, I, I a few reasons why I wouldn't have signed it. Um, I, I have an older brother and I have a younger brother. And, um... Even though my older brother's older than me, I have taken on like a motherly role for both of my yeah. brothers. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to them, I kind of feel like I go into like mother mode. I'm very protective over them, especially my younger brother. And I was, I'm answering this question off of my, the way that I was raised. Um, there's just, I just, there's no, one, there's no way I would assign that because I'm not, I'm not selling my brother out. Mm-hmm. And I would have to, I would have to tell him, like, I know this sucks. I know you're ready to go home, but this is momentarily. If I sign this, who knows what's about to happen. Secondly, yeah. I'm not going home without my brother because then I'm going to get my ass beat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm, I, my, go- bruh. It's going to be more tears. Right? Y'all, I would have been like, officer, you don't want me to leave this prank thing without this. You don't want, I'm trying to be a murder to investigate right? later. <laughs> like, you, I'm not walking in that front door without my, can you imagine? My mama, girl. <laughs> and his mama's girl. sick. Mm. Yeah, so his mom was like really sick, and so I'm guessing she took on like that motherly role as well. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for her, but she signed the papers and just took him on home. And I honestly, I just, girl, no, my mother would have beat beat my ass. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right, <laughs> honestly. But um, so his was the sad part, right? So they're 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 bringing in like the prosecutor and they're like telling her this case. And as we, we see, like, the detective work that they're doing, quote-unquote, this is the laziest, the laziest examples of detective work. They never considered anybody else. There were the attacks in the park. Um, and so, oh, there's a rape happening here, too. They all just happen to be here at that same time. Yeah. It must be one of them. You know, yeah. they never considered any other thing else. And to make it work, even to make it work, Linda was like, well, let's just t- change around the timeline then, some a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. Like, and I'm so the, the guy's like, we don't have no evidence. We don't have any, the confessions are, are worthless, basically. Like, we have nothing. And so he was like, he's like, can we even say this happened? And she's like, well, it happened, so make it work, you know? So they moved some time in the order of the events, and they just didn't consider anything else. So they were like, you got four different stories here. Prosecutor's like, this is not going to work. And so Linda says, let's make it work. There's another kid, isn't there? Here's where Corey comes in. Their stories don't add up, so they wake Corey up and make their detectives rough him up and make him say the parts of the story that they need to to tie them up. Corey's in the waiting room, sleep. Hmm. Mind you, Yusuf's mom at this point has already come and get Yusuf, and he walks off. We see him walk past Corey. Corey's sleep. Why? Why? He didn't. 
I'm guessing after being interrogated for hours, he didn't think, oh, let me grab Corey. And Corey was asleep, so he didn't see him pass by to be like, oh, Yusuf gone, let me go. So Corey's just sitting there asleep, unbeknownst to the world. Dead to the world. And so they were like, oh, it's a fifth fifth boy, isn't there? Isn't there another boy here? They tell Corey, say, hey, we need to talk to you real quick. Go see Yusuf. He gets in the room, looking around. They smack the crap out of Corey. He's like, don't you want to go home? You ain't going to do that. <laughs> like, sir. You were there, weren't you? And he was like, no, but, yeah, well. No. <laughs> no. So they made Corey fill in the blanks that they needed to make the story stick. Corey went down there to watch, to be there for his friend. And ended up in it. And got it the worst. There are four episodes in this story, and everyone hurt different. But the mm. fourth one is the doozy. Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 the crazy one. Because Corey was just chilling with his girlfriend right before the whole event with the hooping and hollering to the, to the, to the park. Yeah. And Yusuf came and got him. He was like, man, come on, let's go, let's go man. And he was just like, and the girlfriend was like, oh, you you gonna leave. You gonna, we sit here eating and you gonna leave. You hmm. made me come here. You gonna leave. He's like, I'll be back. Five minutes. I'll be back. He never came back. And so Corey... <laughs> she probably called him in jail. Like, I told your ass <laughs> not to go nowhere. Now, at the time, Corey was the oldest. He was uh, 16. And so they they get him to say the story. They get him on tape. All of them got confessions on tape of yeah. them telling the story. And it's obviously, like, course. Co- yeah. Like, it's obviously these boys are just saying what Manipulated, y'all Manipulated, yeah. And they show us in the series that the police officer, all right, we're going to do it again. And then Raymond was like, look, first you told me to say it was Kevin. Now you say, I can't keep up with the stories. You want me to say Antron now? He's like, well, you say what I tell you to say. You know, they get pretty okay lawyers for five groups of single black women, excluding Antron's family. They did pretty okay with the, the lawyers, but needless to say, they still lost the uh, cases, all of them went to jail. Every mm. single one of them. Why was she so pressed to pin the case on them? Because they were there, and she she was she trying they to like portray her as like this. She like career quota? hungry, trying to pat her. Is resume. she trying to meet a quota? Or yeah, they, they they like this champion for rape victims. Like I am going to get justice for Trisha. No one needs to think about the fact that these are five, 15 and fourteen and sixteen year old boys. But that's that not was justice. justice isn't it's, justice. If you're manipulating, it's, yeah, if it's not real justice, it is to her. Who are you fighting for? Then? What is she losing? But that's the problem. She's doing it for herself, not for the actual victim. Well, now and that victim probably won't even get closure because they're thinking like, yeah, we'll talk about that we victim as well. At this point, she has a head injury, so she doesn't remember anything about the rape. Mm. Convenient. Like I hate that this happened to her. But it was just so sad that she didn't. She couldn't even like be like, mm, so "No, you're not, you're not her. buying her." I Wait, don't know anything. No, I believe that she she, she had she, a head injury. Yeah, how did she get a head injury during the rape? The person that raped her knocked her out with a rock, and so she doesn't remember the rape. And okay, that's also to ask, like, well, speaking like, how big is this person to knock her out? If you said they're like 14, 12... But their, their angle was that it was five of them or more on her at one time. Yeah. And they put the dad on the stand. They were like, you told your son to say he did it? He's like, well, yeah. They said that if he said it, he can go home. And it was like, you believe that if your son confessed to rape, he was going to go home. And they were like, yeah, that's what the police told me. The dad wasn't no good for nobody. 
No good for nobody. Girl. So that was one thing. Um, they found a sock with semen in it at the scene. None of it matched the kids because they didn't do it. But they didn't tell the defense that. Why? Yeah. So they found out by accident from one of the witnesses that uh, one of the speakers at the, at the trial that they had the semen and it didn't match. Uh, because that was, that was a big thing. Like, like if it matched, then they would have used it. But mm-hmm. since it didn't, they was like, we just know I'm going to mention it. It's fine. So when is she going to jail? Linda, Linda, y'all, Linda's 72. <laughs> Linda, I so, don't think. Well, I'll get to how, like, she is being persecuted now. She's not even being persecuted, but keep going, According girl. to Linda, she is. Uh, <laughs> so we move. Let's move past the trial because it was just horrific. Okay, mm. they all went in, and I looked up like stories from during that time or articles, mm-hmm. and they were talking to the jurors. And the jurors who were interviewed after the trial said that they were not convinced by the confessions, but were impressed by the physical uh, evidence introduced by the prosecutors: the semen, grass, dirt, and two hairs consistent with the victims hair recovered from Kevin's underpants. I don't know where they got that from. I there's no way. Just I just don't think there's no way. And so they were like, I was thinking, oh, the only reason they could have possibly been convicted them was because they literally confessed to it. But the jurors was like, we weren't even convinced by the confessions. We went about the physical evidence. What physical evidence? There was none. They had grass stains because you pinned him down mm. when you took him in. They didn't, like, it was a sham of a trial. They all went and kept, Corey is 16, doesn't really go to school. He can't read. He has a learning disability. Mm. He uh, had hearing problems from, like, birth. They were like, can you read your confession for us? And he's like, I can't, I can't read this. And so he was like, it's your confession. Go ahead and read it. What does it say? What does that line say? I can't read. Like, he's in trial. Like, I can't read. Yelling at them. Like, don't make me do this. I can't do it. And for the first few uh, charges that he had, I think he were, I don't know what they're called. Charges. Yeah, that he had. He was found not guilty. Hmm. But I can't remember which one he actually went to jail over. But he ended up getting convicted of it. It's making me mad. Girl. <laughs> this is like this is why I can't watch this. I can't watch it, but Well, the movie tells a better story than I do. But the Nah says so I'm good. <laughs> With your depiction and everything. So Corey uh is mind you, Corey was the one that was never really initiate initially in there. He was the one that got it the worst. Since Kevin Corey was the sixteen, he went to big boy jail. Everybody else went to Juvie. So he's sixteen in jail with like hardened criminals. And he was there the longest too because he was the oldest I think yeah I think he got a, like a longer sentence probably because of his age but his sentence was longer and he was up for parole a lot of times but when you go to parole hearings you have to admit to your crime before yeah, you consider it you have to show remorse yeah you're apologetic. so every time he would go to the parole hearing they'd be like do you basically admit to your, your crimes no. that's against you he was like no, I didn't do it. So he went like two or three times in the venture. They was like, all right, your parole hearing's here. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Honestly. And he just keep passing on. He was like, because I'm not, he's like, I'm maxing out. I'm just going to do my time, get out of here when I get out of here. Hmm. So they all go to jail. Kevin, Kevin and I think Yusuf are in the same prison. Antron's story isn't really that 
it's not too much going on until after he gets out of prison. So we're only in prison for a little bit with this show. Like, they quickly are just out of prison. Um, and they're grown-ups. Except Corey, right? Except Corey. Yeah. Corey's episode is, like, four, and it's the worst one. Yeah. Um, but the biggest part of that was that Yusuf really got into with the Muslims. He was already, uh, like, Muslim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just kind of fell. You know, it's kind of segregated in, in prison. It is. Kind yeah, of, so girl. He, um, <laughs> so yeah. he, he would put himself over there with the black Muslims. Mm-hmm. And... And Kevin was just there by himself, basically. Antron was just there by himself. Uh, Raymond's actor, he filled out real nicely. <laughs> real fine in prison. <laughs> um, but he grew up and then he got out. Um, but like I said, Corey was in there the longest. And then they, we kind of transitioned into how they kind of adjusted after prison, which mm. is really the, the bigger part of it. Because we don't really see that they go through much while in prison. I want to say that Raymond's, he came home, his dad was always, like, there for him. He was talk, calling him all the time. Like, his whole transition scene was his dad talking to him through through mm-hmm. his time. He gets home, and his dad is married to this lady who ain't nice. She ain't nice. And she got all these kids running around the house, jumping on the furniture, screaming all day, day every day and night. Yeah. And they got a baby now. The baby that took over his room. He like, uh, 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 the way I'm asleep. You know, I gotta stay. I can't go nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up like, because he tries to, he got, he got a girlfriend now. She ain't nice. The, the, the new wife is not nice. And she calls the police on him because he started selling dope because, or drugs because... It's hard out there after you get out of jail for a felony. Yeah, Americans, like... It was hard for him to find a job. That was his yeah. story. It was like, you can't work with people that's already got a felony. Mm-hmm. You can't work here where there's kids. You can't People work don't want to hire ex-felons. I don't like, want to hire ex-felon. Yeah. So he ended up selling dope or yeah. selling drugs. And the the girlfriend or the wife, whatever she is to his dad, called the police on him and he went back to jail. How old are they when they're getting out this first go-round? Um, that's a good question. How old were they? Because I think... Because if he come back home and she got all them kids now, what's the timeline? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Uh, it wasn't all her kids. It was like her cousins and nieces and hmm. nephews who stayed at the house. They were initially sentenced to six to seven years each. Hmm. So uh, if Kevin... I mean, not Kevin... If Raymond was 14 when he went in, he was probably about 21 when he got out. 21, mm-hmm. 22. Prime age. Like, yeah. Your formative years you are gone. Yeah. And so and he even said that at one point when he was talking to his girlfriend, he was like, nothing before the park, nothing bad ever happened to me. I was 14. I never had something so bad, and then I had the bad happen to me. Um, and so his was kind of heartbreaking. Antron, we were just trying to see, because his daddy was back. Because his mom, he kind of left them while they were on trial. But he got sick, so he came back to his mama, mm-hmm. his wife, or girl, whatever they were. And Antron was like, why are you taking him back? What are you doing? He was like, she, he was sick, and he needed me. Uh, sis, I needed you. He, I needed him. Like, Antron and his mom, their relationship is perfect, yeah. great. But his dad, he had a really hard time, like, forgiving him. And even now, Antron now, like, roll up Antron, has anger while he is 
angry. Of course he is. He is angry. He cannot let it go. Of course. He's like his mom, he doesn't really believe in anything. His mm. wife is trying to get him to get help, but she, he's like, I don't want it. Like, I can only imagine I'm mad the amount him. of PTSD yeah. they're dealing with. He's of mad at his he dad. He said he never course. forgave his dad. I'm mad at his daddy. Everybody is. Right? Yeah, he's like, I'm mad at my dad. I never forgave. His dad is dead now, but he's like, I never forgave him. He's just angry. So it's really sad to see Kevin. He got out. We didn't really see much of Kevin. Like, he got it. He pretty much got him a job and was staying with his sister. And he was trying to, like, get back on the right track. So it's pretty easy for him to get a job? He's just like a janitor. It didn't show his plight with trying to get a job mm-hmm. as much. And Yusuf, when he got out, he had all these hopes. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be a teacher and this and the third. And the barber was just like, you can't you can't get no certification to be a teacher? And he's like, I can't. He's like, no, you have a whole felony. <laughs> We're not going to let you teach your wrong children. Kid, sir. And he literally did not know. He was just so blindsided mm. about it. He was like, oh, yeah. what am I supposed to do now? And he ended up teaching himself how to work computers at the time. It was computers. Oh, my gosh. So he taught himself how to work computers, and he tricked them into giving him a job and stuff. So he worked out fine. But they were going to, like, I don't even know what it was for, but they had to, wherever they were, they had to admit to their guilt, and they kept, was like, nah, we ain't doing that. And so they were like, well, you can leave. Hmm. You can go. Um, So they put him in. Kevin out because they weren't admitting to their stuff. Like, they never, even to this day, they never, like, I did it. We didn't do it. That's why, yeah. That we didn't do it. So then, Corey. Uh, The last one is Corey. From jump, Corey and JL get jumped. Hmm. Like, punched, knocked out for no reason. Like, here's your orange jumpsuit and here's an ass whooping. Yeah. in the corner about 10 minutes so I warm up here yeah. not his was bad cause he went to big boy jail and he was minding his business he was just like <laughs> and the guard was the one that was kinda initiating the beat down oh uh, yeah and so we don't even know what it was because the guard was like what can you do for me Court was like well, I can't do nothing for you what you mean yeah. he was like okay cool Next time they saw him, Corey, Corey was getting his beat in the closet by two prisoners, and the guard was like, mm-hmm. So when he came out, the guard was like, now what can you do for me? Corey gave this man some cookies from commissary, and he was like, okay, thank you. You wanted some Chips Ahoy? It's That's a, it. No, it's a Forget power thing. It's a power thing. They beat him, and I think they, they uh, may have raped him. Why he was in there? Because that's when they drug him in the closet. That's what I... I'm sure, yeah. Um, And so he got beat. And eventually he got... Went to... Like, he went to... What do you call it? The infirmary? Infirmary? Where the medical... Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like... Like, tell the nurse, they beat me. Like, what do I do? Like, they beat me. What do I do? And the lady was like, his aspirin. Stop bleeding on my flow. Here you go. <laughs> She's like, what? She literally was like, what the f you want me to do about it? And he was like, okay, what am I? Somebody, I can't remember who it was, was like, next time, don't ask to go to the medical, don't ask to go to infirmary, ask to go to solitary, be by yourself. Yeah. So he went to solitary for most of his time. He was in solitary. So there was one white guard there who befriended him, and he was the redeeming quality for all the white peoples in this movie, because I was pissed. Mm. But he was really kind to him. He brought him, like, magazines and stuff, and he brought him a Chia Pet, because 
boy said he was gonna get him a chia pet when he get out of there. Like he was really nice. He was caring about. He got Corey a little job in the prison so he can get some money on his commissary. Um, and then <laughs> his mom came to visit and she was just like, he's like, I don't really see you. I want to see you more. And she's like, it's hard for me to get out here. It costs a lot of money. And so he was like, well, I'll ask to get transferred. So he told the white man he's going to ask to get transferred. And he was like, I can get transferred basically 10 miles closer to my mom, or you can get transferred 70 miles, like, away. The like, guard told him that. Yeah, he was like, there's only other, like, two other prisons you mm-hmm. can go to. And so Corey was like, yeah, but I think all my bad luck has been used up. It has to be used up. Corey got sent 70 miles mm-hmm. that way. Dang. It was sad. <laughs> like, it was sad. You lost one of your friends. It was sad. And you're farther away now. Yeah. And you're still getting beat up on. So now you're at this new prison, and there was a black guard who they pulled. It was a bunch of the prisoners that pulled him into his cell, and they were beating on him. And Corey's, like, holding on to the, to the thing, and he's like, guard, guard, guard. And the, the guard comes over and, like, threatens to hit him with the baton in the hands to, if you don't let it go. So he watches them beat him up, and then he goes to him later and was like, "I heard about you when I when I heard you was coming here. I was excited. Da, 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 da. Like you, we don't do celebrities here, though. So, sir, I don't. <laughs> Again, I'm just like, trying to get a Chick Fil A sandwich and a fry. I don't even know how I. I don't. Corey was like, "I, I want to go home. What? Yeah, and he was like, I'm not here. I don't think I'm not nobody special. Like, what are you talking about? And he wanted to knock him down a couple pegs. Um, so I skipped the part when he was in that other prison. He was cleaning up because he got a job as a janitor. And then he was in the bathroom, and he had the TV on in one of the break rooms. So he had it out loud so he could hear the music. And there was a guy that came in and turned it down. He's a Hispanic man. And so Corey comes out, he's like, hey, man, turn that back up. I can hear it in there. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And so Corey turns it back up, and then they get into a fight. They start fighting each other. And mind you, Corey can't fight. Every fight that he was in, he lost. <laughs> so, I think you're a person you have to you fight. You have though. to learn you, how to fight. Corey. You can't let people like push you around. Yes. If one person like now plays he definitely you, like, the whole... held his like he he would start some like in that situation he trying I think he threw the first punch and he punched some dude when he was getting beat up like he was trying to hold his own. Yeah, but <sighs> Corey anyway. So when he got transferred, other dude got transferred there too. So he was like, "Hey man, you still you know you still holding on to your." Yo, innocence. And dude was like, Corey's like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, man, I'm sorry about what happened at the last one, the the third. He's like, do you are you religious or anything? Corey's like, nah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy was like, okay, cool. I just wanted to let you know I'm, I apologize. Like I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He was like, we're cool, man. It's fine. I'm sorry. And the dude was like really remorseful. Like I'm no, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, okay, cool. So it turns out that that guy was the one who actually did the rape. <gasps> yeah. And he confessed to it. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. He confessed to it. And his DNA, he gave his DNA and it matched the semen that they found. Hmm. And he could retell what happened exactly. He was like, this is what I did. I pulled her into the woods. She was kicking and scratching at me. So I knocked her out with the with the rock. I raped her. He admitted, he was and they were like, did somebody else help you? Like, was it? He nah, was like, nah. Me. It was me by myself. Me. And he was a, he was in jail for rape. He was a serial rapist. And so uh, that was when they let Corey out. And they <laughs> and they vacated all the other men's, like, 
oh, we're going to erase every all the time you served this no stuff off your record because somebody confessed and then we proved that it was them. So that was the story. That was like the highlights of the story. There were parts that were like super sad and like small parts that were upsetting. Um, relationships and jobs, of course, was really a big part of them afterwards. It was mm-hmm. really difficult for them. Um, but everyone kind of like resonated with Corey's story just because he got it the worst. And he was there for no reason. Yeah. All of them were there for no reason. Corey literally was at the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Um, I mean, they all were. They all yeah. were, but they, Corey was trying to be a good friend. Yeah. That's all he was trying to do. And he, he, he got the worst out of it. And so they, you know, they got their, their senses vacated in 2001-2002 after serving, I think he served like 12 years, 13 years he did. What made the guy confess? What he made got kind of, I think he got like religious. That's why he was asking the dudes, are you religious or anything? Like he started, it started the way on him and he was like, yeah, I did it. You know, and I'm going to go ahead and confess to that. But so he knew this whole time, this whole yeah. time. That somebody else, yeah. Cause he, I'm he pretty sure they probably saw his case on like TV. Girl, let me tell you about your president. Who's president? Yours. Who's? He. <laughs> the only president I know <laughs> is Barack Obama. Currently, no. my nation does not have a leader, so. I'm a Cheeto in office. Honestly. No, he took out an, I think it was $85,000 ad. Yeah, it was, yeah. $85,000 ad. something like that. Saying basically bring back the death penalty so that these boys can get it. Yeah. So that was. That's y'all's president. I don't know who this y'all person is, <laughs> but they need to get themselves together. It was just heartbreaking to watch. Mm. Um, and they got $41 million. Not enough. Not, not never enough. Nearly split enough. or the split. Uh, it was split, and I think Corey got the most of it because he did the most time. Um, money enough. can't bring you back your and happiness then, and, and your it's time. The, it's the highest settlement ever in the state of New York. Which is stupid. So they gave them 41 mil, uh, and they did a pretty good bit with it. Uh, I think Corey did this, like, he works with the Innocence Project. Um, Raymond started a a clothing business. Antron. Antron has, like, ten, five kids with his wife, and Yusuf has, like, ten. He's working in computers. (laughs) Ten? Girl, so much. <laughs> I want so many kids. But, um, yeah, so that story was hit, really heartbreaking. Do y'all have any questions about the story before I move forward to um, the aftermath? I don't really have any questions. I I just, like I said, I'm not, I don't have any plans on watching this series. Um, still haven't seen 12 Year Slaves. Still haven't seen uh, Fruitville Station, mm-hmm. Malibu Jordan. Um Seven seconds. Yeah, I still haven't seen Seven Seconds. Um, now, se- Seven Seconds is on my to watch list on Netflix, but it's uh, it's Don't just make there. You mad. Yeah, I just I. Yeah, my friend was we were talking about it, and she said that she doesn't know if she's gonna watch it just because of how hard the Khalif Browder story hit her. And I wanted to watch that. So that's on my list to watch. Yeah, I I've just, seen Fruitvale Station, and I've seen a little bit of is it Twelve Years Later? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I said 13 earlier. Um, but It's I, just trash. The American justice system is a joke. It honestly is. And, I, and even giving them $41 million after taxes, that's, I mean, and you like split it five ways, it's, it, and you took their childhood from them. 
And then um, in my persuasion class <laughs> in college, um, <laughs> we learned about this theory called the double down theory. When somebody is clearly wrong, but instead of apologizing, they'll just double down on what they're saying. And I feel like that is what Trump is doing now. Uh, Linda Farnstein. Cause yeah. She, like, so it's, th- I'm glad that you brought that up because I was just about to talk about um, our friend Linda. Uh, Who friend? Not my Again head. with these <laughs> words. I, so since the show has premiered, uh, Linda has been steadfast in her belief that they are uh, guilty, not necessarily of the rape, but they are guilty. Of what? What? Oh, she manipulated the I will tell you. I don't. How are you? I, I will don't. tell you. So, I don't. And Trisha is also kind of like, I don't believe that it was just one person that raped me, sis. I thought she, she said still she, now. Thank you. How you got your memory back all of a sudden, Thomas? It wasn't no, I don't think more than one. If the man said he done did it by himself, he done did it by himself. But anyway, she's now an advocate for like rape victims, which is fine. That's fine. Good for you. But she's still kind of like, yeah, no. So Linda, she has stepped down from her position. She has her book publisher booted her from. They let her go. She was forced to vacate the boards of uh, Safe Horizon and Vassar College. And there's a petition that surfaced demanding retailers drop her book from their stores and shelves. So recently, Linda wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. And if you don't have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, you can't read it. Okay. So here she is, still making money. Um, (laughs) But I'll give you guys kind of like the highlights. So once quote that we can get from her op-ed was Mr. Reyes' confession, which is the guy who confessed to doing the rape, Mm -hmm. um, DNA match, and claimed that he acted alone required that the rape charges against the five be vacated. I agree with that decision and still do, but the other charges for the crimes against the other victims should not have been vacated. Nothing that Mr. Reyes says exonerated these five of those attacks, and there were certainly more than enough evidence to support those convictions of first-degree assault, robbery, riots, and other charges. So basically, maybe they didn't do the rape, but somebody attacked these men, and they put those men on the stands, and they asked them, did these men do it? Did they hit you when you were attacked by them? And they would be like, no. Okay, so they even said no, and then that's a whole other situation, sis. You can't lump that. Well, that's what she said. She's like, okay, they didn't do the rape, but they should. They should have still gotten. They should have still kept the, on the record that they did. The and then what? Since they still have been in prison. And what about all the it. other kids in the neighborhood or whoever else was? Always, girl, <laughs> I can't get over that she manipulated that. She's trash, exactly. Yeah, and, she, and she, you're trash. I but what, what really makes me upset? I don't want to call it upset, but. Upset. You're angry. You're mad. <laughs> I'm frustrated. I, I don't, yeah, I don't even have the word for it. But I feel like we live in a society today where outrage is is a trend. For you to say like now her book publisher dropped her. These men have been cleared of these charges. The, this information has been available to the public. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new. Only thing that's new is now you have 
millions of people tweeting about it and and, and putting you know the spotlight on you as a company or corporation mm-hmm. you knew the history of this woman when you hired her you knew the history of this woman when you put her in charge because I think she got dropped from like a charity board that she was in charge of and, and something like that Yeah. you already knew this information so now that you have public scrutiny now it's like oh well you know we don't want that kind of we don't want to be associated with that so we're going to let you go but yeah. you were before though but you were before I, that's all it is now it's fake anyway, outrage it's, it's you can be outraged and be sincerely outraged, but you're outraged because they're messing with your bottom line. That's my thing. Yeah, and not I'm not saying, like, the public. Like, the public, I feel like, as, as a whole, because a lot of people in our generation, the generation behind us, didn't know about this story. Yeah. yeah. I think that's genuine emotion and, and rage and anger that they're feeling. But these old-ass corporations, like... <laughs> they know. You know. You know who you're hiring. This is nothing new. Trump speaks about this all the time, that he thinks these boys have done this. Like, I... Okay. <laughs> Girl, what 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 are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't want to admit that she had some bias. Um and she said that she kinda it portrayed her as e- like this evil person. You are. You well, are. said that we reached out to her. And she so didn't want to. Yeah, she yeah. didn't want to be involved in it because she was like, especially when she found out that they were actually talking to the boys. What did you think what, we were going to do, sis? What did you sis? think we were going to talk to and about that? We sure as hell wasn't going to just solely talk to you because you're clearly not reliable. I don't make it make sense. You clearly are not a reliable source. <laughs> That's, you're so angry. This is why I, I mean, can't watch it. This is why I don't like. Uh, she he um she even says that uh in 2002 when they first got exonerated, I think Ray has ran with that pack of kids. He stayed longer when the others moved on. He completed the assault. I don't think there's a question in the minds of anyone present during the interrogation process who are all under your you know. <laughs> that these five men were participants not only in the other attacks that night but also in the attack on the jogger. She is to this day like they are not innocent. So Reyes was She's their definitely age? double down. Um, their age or was he I older? I don't know much about Reyes. I don't know how old he was when he hmm. when he did it. I think he was pretty much that's the actual. Um, yeah, Reyes is the, the actual perp. Like yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, well, how old was he? Eighteen. Okay, so he was what two years older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And in addition to Linda stepping down from her positions, uh, Elizabeth Litterer, the prosecutor of it, the 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 attorney, um, she resigned from her job recently at Columbia Law. (laughs) Again, Uh, (laughs) you the the history of this case has been out there. I don't... For some reason, even watching it, I don't know if they were trying to be nice. I don't know. But I don't really blame the prosecutor. Because the prosecutor kept saying, like, we... This ain't... This case is not gonna work. Everybody's at fault. And the Linda kept like, let's police. make it work. No, everybody's at, Everybody gets blamed. Whether they're trying to be nice or not. It, it, if that whole uh, police station had just stood up and been like, yo, this not working. We let these boys go. No, we're not gonna interrogate them. Everybody's responsible. Every time somebody says yes and plays into this systematic racism, when you say yes or you don't say anything, you're adding to the problem. Yeah. If you're not standing up and saying, no, this is wrong, you're adding to the problem. No matter how nice and passive, oh, I don't think, maybe we should try. Yeah. 
there were people and I, like I said there was the detectives there that was like it's not adding up like it's not yeah they everybody really everybody, everybody like, can burn they were there everybody it happened they had to do it it was basically like here's point A they were there here's point B something happened to this lady yeah. Obviously, everybody can burn, no. and that's the problem that <sighs> I yeah yeah that's the problem I have with right. like the <laughs> entire <laughs> like <laughs> right. I got ten point two. Then what else did y'all get? I got eleven. Yeah, We're run with that answer. <laughs> that's the problem I have with with the American justice system, but mainly with like with the police system in America. Yeah. Do I believe that all policemen are bad? No, I don't. No. However, it's a machine. If one part of a machine is broke, no matter if every other aspect's fixed, you can't use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. And I feel that when it comes to situations like this, you don't have people who clearly know it's wrong speak out and say something. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. The police system in America is the biggest gang. They ride for each other. Yeah. They ride for each other and they never ever come out and say anything when it's clearly not okay. Yeah, and like you said, she's she really is doubling down on it now wanting to admit it and I, I, you have to have some type of compassion to say that these we stole the lives of little, little boys. These were young boys and, and they were in difficult situations that they had no idea about. And we can say that they were uneducated on their rights and there's, like you said, there's people today that know that. I, um, actually the first day after I watched it, the next day I got pulled over mm-hmm. by the police officer when I, obviously I did the whole, I put my hand on the dashboard. Yeah. And, you know, when he came over and he was just like, hey, how you doing? I was like, I'm fine. He's like, can you see your license? You know, Sure, I'm gonna reach over here and get my license. Yeah, so I was doing the my whole license. thing. <laughs> doing the whole and thing. In my glove department. <laughs> there is Tic Tacs in, in there. So I got it out of my purse and I gave it to him. He's like, Have you ever had a green Camry? I was like, What? No. I was like, this is, I've had this car for six years. I've always had a gray Camry. He's like, okay, cool. It, I bring your tag. It came up as a green Camry. Just going to check some stuff and get you out of here. And I'm like, okay, okay. Just, he went to the to his car, and I still have my my hands on the dashboard. And as I'm waiting on him to come back, it feels like for freaking ever for him to come back. And I have all these, like, thoughts flashing. I'm not trying to be a statistic. Lord Jesus, these went wrong so many wrong. not saying I'm going to be it, but Jesus, I don't want to be it. And knowing what I know, I know my rights. I know all of that stuff. I didn't act on any of them like I never asked him why he pulled me over in the first place so he came back and he was like yeah so I'm gonna go ahead and give you this warning and it looks like it might have been just uh because on your insurance thing it says green which is g-r-e-n um abbreviation here and it's supposed to be g-r-a he's like it might have been like just somebody pressed the wrong button and put mm-hmm. it in the wrong system but I'm gonna give you this warning anyway get that checked out once you're at your earliest convenience all this sort of stuff and I was like well I'm heading you know that way now I could just go ahead and get it he's like no whenever you get ready or whenever it's time for you to renew your, your tag just go ahead and get that changed I never asked him why that's what you messed up sis. yeah I on. didn't want to I get it answer. yeah we have that mentality we have that mentality of just, like just make it home yeah don't give them a reason just make, just it, make home. it home that's all I was thinking of fun fact though I don't even think police can run your tax without, a, without like suspicion without like a, like a legitimate reason I'm sure they can't so but I didn't want to know why I didn't want to know the answer I was too raw off the show <laughs> so and my whole thing was just just get out of here safe and that's the point we made it to where I have to say you know damn my rights 
I'm trying to get the heck up out of here. Mm-hmm. It's either stand up for myself and, and potentially put myself in a dangerous situation or say nothing and just go along with what you say so I can make it out of here. That's not where we're supposed to be. Yeah, those are your options. And if I, a 24-year-old uh, in this society, in this time, knowing my rights, can not even think to do that, oh, these 14-year-old boys in 1989... Are not gonna about take no none lawyer. of that. They don't know about none of that. Now I know because I watch enough law and order to be like, mm, ain't saying nothing <laughs> to my lawyer or my mama get here, preferably be my mama. mama. <laughs> so I, I know that, but I just it, it's sad to me to think that they know. You know you can't. These boys are fourteen. You know they're paying. They need a parent or a lawyer here. Mm-hmm. And even when they did have the parents, one's parent, parents couldn't speak English, and one he told him to go ahead and say it so we can go home. Yeah. So even then he had that mentality. It's always been that, and it, I, it doesn't seem like they cared that when we see you, the police. Mm-hmm. We don't think, oh, protect and serve. No, hell no. No, we're almost afraid of you. Hell no, yeah. And we do, and people react differently when they're we, afraid. We call the police as, like, the last resort for yeah. us in our community. Yeah. White, and I and I think, not even think, the way that white people call the cops and the way that we call the cops shows the difference between the relationship. Yeah. White people will call the police on you. You, officer, you breathe too yeah, hard. Yeah, she breathing loud as hell in the study lounge. We've seen cases, there was that girl at Yale who goes to Yale full of sleep in the study lounge because you have to have an ID to swipe in and get into anyway and a white resident in the building called the cops on her. We see things like that all the time, but when it comes to our community, when we call the cops, there has to be a nine one one situation. Yeah, like somebody two points from dead. Because when we call the police, we don't know if it's going to de-escalate or escalate the situation. Yeah, we have no clue how it's going to go. And you almost feel like immediately you feel submissive. guilty. Yeah, yeah you, you feel, feel like and you feel guilty. To, yeah, and I don't like that power dynamic that. I automatically submit to you so I don't either die or mm. get a ticket. Mm. But like you're and that, but that's that's that what I feel always like. been a concern of mine that we value the word. Just like my word, me saying hi to you or something like that would not hold up in court as much as it would as a sworn officer who is still human. Yeah. Who can still lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who does who lie. has an agenda. Yeah. Right. They have a reason. I'm just angry. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even seen it, but you explained it well. Yeah, you did. Thank you. You explained it really well. Yeah, it's it's very angry to watch. I don't if you do, I know if you know yourself enough to say I can't watch this and Me. like you said, genuinely go out of your day. I I've never directly experienced racism. Really? Really? Yeah. Not that I can recall. Girl, I no. have. Me and my sister. I, the only thing that I can remotely think of, and I know there was one situation where I was kind of mad at white people, but I forgot why it was. So when Miss that have been that must big have of a deal, yeah, but um, I can rename places, times, dates, <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's close to something that I could uh, put a finger on is my. I don't want to say accent, but I don't really talk ethnic. And so white people will sometimes argue me down that I'm either not from um, down here, I'm from the north somewhere, oh, you speak very eloquently. That's my fucking that. compliment. Yes, Samantha, I do, sir. I do <laughs> I know how to speak of that language. Yes, I'm a mess of language. Yes. Yes. on Saturday now. I, know. I read yeah. that book. That's that very b- offensive. <laughs> I remember one time, so when I initially went to school, I went to school in Rhode Island. 
to a little prestigious university. And uh, while I was out there one day, my friend and I were driving and we got lost. Um, Come going back to campus, so mm-hmm. we stopped somewhere to ask for directions. And this white guy was giving us directions, and he was like, "Oh, what school do you guys go to?" And we were like, "Oh, we attend Brown." And immediately he was just like fascinated, like, "Oh, really? Wow, you got into Brown?" We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Where are y'all from?" I said, "Well, I'm from Atlanta." And he was like, "Wow, you made it out all the way to Brown." First of all, sir, I'm from the suburbs, um, one of the nicest areas in Metro Atlanta. I don't know what I made it out of. I don't know why immediately when I say that your mind goes to this coming of age struggle story yeah. that I had to have you know gone through it, I don't yeah I don't get it that's not a compliment yeah I don't I don't know that that this film has necessarily helped them I mean I don't think Ooh, that's what no. it was set out to be the justice system the We've police already officer that. yeah like it it was really to shine a light but Linda is playing victim she's like it makes me out to be this bad guy and this but she you is are the bad guy I, say, I, I honestly I feel I'm sorry to cut y'all off I feel like movies like this uh, Fruitville Station what was the the hate you give mm-hmm. I honestly feel like those movies are made for white people I don't think they're made for us because it's nothing new to us it's not a surprise that the justice system is trash and when these movies come out I consistently see white people like this is not my America and oh how could this happen oh, I didn't know this was going yeah, on yeah I like, didn't know this was going on and how could this wow like we just let things like this happen it's still happening it sir. doesn't it's just like it doesn't have to be the it's movie still it could be the, that, that cell phone video that was just posted two weeks ago even like with The Hate You Give in the book she was a dark skinned girl with like 4C hair then when the movie comes out it's Amenla who's like light skinned mm-hmm. like 3B these movies I mean they're just they're, these films aren't as, as amazing as they are and Ava is brilliant and talented oh yeah this mm-hmm. movie needed God to is- be told even like there were a lot of black people who didn't know the story but at the end of the day I don't think these these films and these series are made for us I think it's to show it's like to hold a mirror a mirror up to America mm-hmm. this is the this is what we're living this is still going on today but we know that yeah they just need to be informed about it yeah it was very informative and it shined a light but it wasn't something like you said something that we needed the light shot it on we already knew yeah. the, the case was a lot a, a, lot, a light yeah, that was shined yeah. on which was perfect was fine I loved it loved the story it's one of my favorite things to watch um, just because I just that's me I like movies and TV shows um, but I think she's getting her her thing her her dude like her just desserts now um who she when you say she Linda um, and she's not Elizabeth. getting enough from me she's 72 <laughs> she's 72 but um she <laughs> she is 72 she's 72 but she you know since this release Netflix has um, put it out there that since its release on May 31st when they see it has been the most watched series every day Woo! Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. So, shout out to you, Ava girl. You yeah. hiring? <clears throat> That's but, a lot of folks. Netflix has like Stranger Things and yeah, yeah. AO like these. The, uh, what is it? The they had the the Beyonce. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a she's lot of. Have it. Uh, she's gonna, gonna have, have it. it. I like uh, that. When what it was when 
13 Reasons Why comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They have a yeah. lot of like good originals yeah. in movies. So to say that this is the most watched series I'm happy for, about that. What day is it? <laughs> the night, what, 18 days? I don't know, yeah. 15 days straight. Like every day somebody else is watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that you guys gather something from that. And I hope that... And I think a reason, and this is just a personal belief of mine, that we have to keep making stuff like this, is I know that it's depressing, I know it's hard to see, not everybody wants to see this type of stuff, but it's going to be the catalyst for somebody. It's going to be like, I'm done seeing these videos, I want to do something about it instead of just watching it. So I'm hoping that that we keep making these things and keep creating this type of content so that somebody can can start to be the changes they want to see. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so trying to leave off somewhat lightly. I don't want to depress everybody. But Go I hope home. you guys, <laughs> if you guys want to watch it, it's on Netflix still. You guys should check it out. Um, but talking about black excellence now. Is this about me? My, is it my for myself? You can brag. <laughs> brag. Brag on yourself. You yeah. can leave. Uh, <laughs> like my turn? Twyla yeah. always. <laughs> giving myself accolades. Don't nobody love Twyla. More than I love like myself. Twyla. I kid you not, y'all. If y'all don't have friends that compliment themselves on the daily. That's right. You have to. You have to Thank boost you. your head up. Thank you. you no, have- like, I'll be like, you're such a good friend. I am a good friend. <laughs> yeah, am I supposed to disagree? No, you can just be like... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I had to sent myself a post on Instagram for my photography page. It's like, you're that. <laughs> and I wrote to my regular account. I was like, I know. <laughs> I just had to like, I had to just tell myself Go that. Your second account. These are amazing I'm photos. I'm going to screenshot that. I was Start like, yeah, that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a recent tweet that that showed the early design of the $20 bill that's coming out with good sis Harriet Tubman and the designs will be delayed until 2026 and that a future treasury secretary (laughs) will decide will be a bitcoin and cryptocurrency by the time that came out and I was like right and a future treasury secretary will decide who's on the face of the note so my question to you guys is, do you think that Harriet Tubman is a good choice for the face of the $20 bill? Yeah. I've heard her name go around like plenty of times. She was supposed to be on the $20 bill like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah but come out in 2020. Yeah, ago. but was the initial release date. The question is, <laughs> who would you like to see? If not Harriet, then who? I just don't. I don't care. I care. I just. I do. I care. I care because we're getting a black person on a bill. Yeah. But I thought it would be maybe. Barack. Yeah, we got a first black president. All the other people are president. Well, not all of them. Because I think Ben Franklin is on the hundreds. I don't know. I don't have Don't ask me. Yeah, I thought it was the White House in the back. <laughs> I think we, they're all like influential people in, po- in politics. And it's like, I love Harriet I'm grateful for Harriet I'm mm-hmm. proud of Harriet and but I don't know if I would have chosen her to be I don't care <laughs> here's here's my take on it um love Harriet <laughs> phenomenal hey girl hey girl hey, hey. You. Uh, Nicki Minaj to freedom uh, <laughs> <laughs> love her um I feel that again like I said started this podcast I'm like a what now person um and I, the American justice system is trash. I feel like that energy could have been put in other places other than like, hey, we're gonna give you guys a black person twenty dollar bill. That takes nothing to do. Clearly, it does. If you're taking them seven years to release it, I, I don't want to release it. <laughs> I actually thought that was waiting to Trump. 
you know, this will be. Done. Done. I didn't even think about that. I, that I, I really, mean, I really, I thought I heard that someone was I, waiting I'm for him surprised. to like put her. I'm not surprised. On a Twenty dollar bill. Oh, if, he has, waiting. if he has to approve it, then we're gonna be waiting. Yeah, because he's not gonna be here till 2026. Even if Trump gets another four years, y'all do the math. That's not 2026. That's 2024. Yes. <laughs> or, like, when is this term up? Next, Next year. year? 2020. So it'll be, like, 2025, maybe? And 2026? That's why they waited for 2026. They're they had like, to make sure we got a... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's in production. There's no... But there's Friday. no... But Guaranteed I did. I heard next, that they was so. waiting until he. Leaves. I'm, I, I'm wow. not surprised. I don't doubt it. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I just, at all. Other contenders. I was just curious Barack. who y'all thought would be. You need to care for this. For I don't care. <laughs> not, that's not. It's not gonna change anything. Paula's like, we need change. We need change. We need no cash. cash. We need I change. had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about. It. It's not gonna hmm. do anything. <laughs> Give her the change. She don't want them dollars. <laughs> I see you. So by 2026, we'll have chips in our arm. Tell us something. That's why. Like, girl. I, have y'all ever seen this movie called um, In Time, I think? With, with Justin Timberlake? Timberlake? Yeah, oh, I always thought that was a, con- a, a cool concept, they, but like, when your time up, your time up. Like, his mama He just in dropped in the street. Yeah, you know, they already like, uh, are implementing that in like certain companies. I, I saw that. Yeah. In order to get hired, you have to insert that yeah, chip. I was like, your access to everything. I don't like that. No, I'm never doing that. Ugh. I saw one where this guy had like his card chip, like you know the chip for like your mm-hmm. cards. Yeah. On his and it was in him and he yeah. was just like paying like this. Yeah. Which was cool. Was to cool. him. But I wouldn't do it. Never. Yeah. For no. Right now, no. If I was like eighty, had nothing to lose, you know. I'm trying. <laughs> eighty, baby. But yeah, um, I'm excited about it. I guess just a step. It might be a tiny step according and to Twyla. Direction. Where are we stepping? What has it? Yeah, What's next on the agenda? Next on the agenda. Next on the docket. <laughs> you sound like Kaya. Ooh. Kaya Thug Misses. Oh, uh, no. I got that from Zoe. Mm-hmm. Zoe got it from Kaya. Oh. Ooh. Well, let me stop because Zoe may watch this and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> so, um, singing the tune of television shows. Uh, Grownish has come back on. Did you Woo-hoo. ladies watch the first no, episode? No. 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 <laughs> so, I got to educate y'all on everything. Cool. So, uh, do y'all know where it left off at? Yep. Okay, cool. So, you know where it left off, Twyla? Yeah, no. Okay. Was it? No. This is basically her dad cut her off. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Then he took her red I, car. She was chasing the car. She was chasing the car in the parking lot. Yeah, because he, uh, he got her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he I'm got sure her car? He, I, I don't think he took it. I think it got towed because she's not, they're not paying your insurance and stuff no more. I didn't know she had a car this whole time. It was like in the first girl like product episode. placement. She yes, dri- yeah. she been driving. They've been putting the Ford yeah. on She'll the dog. Like, she like, like, "Can you call my dad?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just girl. When she, I think it was after when it came back. It was probably the first episode of the second season. She came back. She was like getting her car. stuff out of her car. She was like, "Ooh, forgot to lock yeah, my car." It was, it was, the small yeah. details. Yeah, the it was product details. placement, girl. You had to keep your eye out. To producer, hire me. Um, so we come back and Anna, one of her, well. Her you best do spoilers, friend. You where you already told Anna knows. She knows Anna. They told her in the first in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant do spoilers for this episode. Are you? Well, no. I was gonna ask you where the line is. Oh, about there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you uh, you know that you knew from the last season that Anna was sleeping with Aaron. Something like that. Oh my gosh. 
Okay. I do, I do. Shakoria, do you? Yeah. Twala, did you know? Okay. Sorry. It's okay. You said it out. It's fine. Fix it. Twala, you knew that Aaron was with Anna? Yes. Okay. I do remember that. So, during the episode, um, they had a discussion. The other girls were discussing, like, basically why Anna didn't tell her that she was sleeping with Aaron. And they had a discussion about whether or not Aaron was quote unquote off limits because of what him and Zoe had mm-hmm. previously, mm-hmm. which was they were trying to figure out what that was called. So my question to you, ladies, is where is the line when it comes to? <laughs> Ask a question. Swallow perked up. <laughs> Ask a question. Okay, where is the line when it comes to like dating people that were somewhat or at some point involved in any way with a close friend of yours? When it comes to close friends, close friends. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I wouldn't do it personally. You wouldn't do what? What's the law? Uh, anything past a high in the hallway. I don't even know what we're speaking at this point. Honestly, I just. So, at what point in your friend's relationship with that guy would would you say he's off limits? The moment she comes to me and tells me that they have a thing, that she has feelings for him, okay. they kiss. Okay. They touch feet under the table. Have <laughs> they kissed? Mean, Aaron and yeah. yeah. They were like cuddle buddies, yeah. I would say, for lack of better terms. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they did. They yeah, did. They, they did. Because um, they were playing video games that time, and she was just like, why don't you put something on this? He was just like, mm-hmm. not like that, but you know, like, what is that? <laughs> That's a new one. Put something on this. <laughs> okay. Um, it's above me. I think, above <laughs> I think that um, I say for a close friend, no. I, I would say no, but like no. if it was no something that I like you said, um, if it was like a, like yeah, I just had to have them, I would still talk there is that thing about talking to them. Yeah, first. that's that's my thing. If you say no, death off limits. But if you're way past it, it was like twenty years ago and you're like, yeah. nah, I don't feel nothing from him no more. If y'all y'all got it, y'all got it. We would it was like a two week thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah, I yeah, wouldn't if even you t- if ask, but I, if I know you had something question, going on, yeah. yeah. And I feel like if, I look guilty. Yeah, <laughs> if, if there's not a question and you are sneaking around, you can't hit me with that. Well, we didn't think it would have been a big deal because you didn't say anything, so clearly you did. Yeah, you. Why are you sneaking around? Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding around campus? Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what her thought process was. She said, basically, there was never really any time. There wasn't a good time. Yeah, it was always like a bad time when I was trying to tell her like everything was going wrong in her life, like everything. It's like we've been trying to tell you that I understood, but still, that was I feel like they were gonna tell her. But I feel like people were just thinking like, oh, maybe they won't ever say anything. They were trying to I tell her. I was annoyed. Her. Like, I was like, just tell her. I was going to tell her. It was with episodes without her knowing. And I was just like, oh, God. Cool. Maybe we won't tell her. Well, I just wanted to know your guys' opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. And so I always like to end my show on a fun note or a happy note. So... I have a question for you guys, and this probably requires a little bit of thought. Okay. But it's about you, so you'll know the answer. Oh, let go. (laughs) (laughs) If you could ask the Lord one yes or no question, he's going to give you the truth raw. Mm. What would you ask and why? That's a heavy question, Jada, to be honest. I don't know. I got mine, but you can go first. 
She thinking. <laughs> thinking. You got. Thinking. If you got yours. Okay, so I'll go first. Right now in my life, I'm in a transitional stage. I graduate college in August, and mm-hmm. I'm every day going back and forth if I should stay in Birmingham or go to Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's where my family's at, so that's the benefit of going back to Atlanta. Also, Atlanta, there's ample opportunity and networking for what I want to do. Yes, it's a bigger pond, so to say. Mm-hmm. So it, it might be, quote unquote, I don't want to say harder, but a little bit more work for like networking mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But I believe I can do it. The other, But if I go to Atlanta, as of now, like in this moment, I currently don't have a job lined up right there, things like that. On the flip side, in Birmingham, I just started working at CBS. So if I stay here, I have that. But even though I'm in my field of what I went to school for, I'm not doing what I want to do. Mm. So my question would be, should I go to Atlanta and genuinely pursue what what I want to do? Um, because staying here, who knows, it might pan off, pan out into what I want to do. Yeah, it might end up with me in front of a camera. But right now, I'm an assignment editor, which is cool. But that's not my passion, mm-hmm. you know? So that would be my question. Because literally every night I'm meditating and praying on some clarity. Like, Would you look at it as experience that you're getting from like, that you can add on to your resume for Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's definitely what everybody keeps telling me, even if I decide to go back post-grad. Like I said, I graduated in August, so that's right around the corner. Um, I'll have that experience, which mm-hmm. is cool. But I'm still just like, ugh. Because Atlanta is kind of... Yeah, high demand. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should go for it. Yeah, see, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm not God, but you know, <laughs> the Lord told me to tell you. Oh, but you know, the Lord speak through people. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you know, yeah, take a so chance. Yeah, honestly, that's how I feel. And then you know, if it don't work, I just don't want to have that. What if? Yeah. You know, what if I went? What if I did this? What if I bought? And I, I, I'm a hustler. I'm a grinder. Mm-hmm. I fight for mine. Um, I just don't want to look back and be like, and I don't want to be complacent either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's my question. So, <laughs> at God, if you're listening, my Twitter handle is. Sitting <laughs> 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 low deal. <laughs> Simone, do you know what you ask? Um, I would ask him if I'll ever be happy. Like, what is. Woo! Yeah. I'm so sad. Like, what? You're not happy? I mean, Girl, not I right feel now. You. I feel you. Like, what would my happiness be in, like, my career, be family? Mm. Like, I pray about that every night. Like, I feel you. When will I be happy? I tell my mom all the time, like, this age of life is not fun. It's not. At all. I'm not. This is not. And TV make it seem like, you know, yo, medium 20s, you know, small 20s, medium 20s, large 20s. Yeah. Probably the time of your life. You make a martinis <laughs> with your girlfriends on a Friday night. This is not. <laughs> You're hustling. You, yeah, yeah. You lied to me, TV. Yeah. Write that letter. Dear TV. Dear TV. <laughs> MTV, VH1, and Fox. Yeah. No, I, I felt that. I felt that in myself, girl. That's a genuine question. Honestly. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's like. <laughs> I like we're all answering each other questions. You know, it's, <laughs> God me I'm so. Right. I really do think about that all the time. Like, mm. if I have conversations on the phone with like, my other friends, I'll just say, like, I, that's, I genuinely just want to be happy. For a little bit. It don't even have to be money, just like Yeah, yeah, honestly I feel a career that I'm just like happy happy like girl, I literally I wanna go to work and then oh I'm ready. Like I can wear I can get tattoos, just happy. Yeah, just happy. I want like a lax kind of environment. mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Because I feel like right now I ain't doing what I want to do. Sis. Come on, somebody. Well, I'm trying to send up a little prayer for her. Hold on. <laughs> well, well, well. Look the preacher say. All right, amen. To love me now. I gave it to the Lord. <laughs> I gave it to the Lord real quick. I I think I didn't think about it. So I would ask him. Ooh, nah, that's too heavy. I don't know if I'm Come on, girl. Nah, nah, nah. Come nah. on. I want to answer. You right got too heavy. Like one. <laughs> you get one question. Like, our questions weren't heavy. <laughs> you get one. I want the right one. I want one right. like, all encompassing. Um. Okay. It's kind of like both of y'all's put together. Hmm. And I, I just, I, I, mean, I want to ask, and it's, I don't know how to explain it. Just Speak it out. Question, Speak it sis. out. Come on. Because it's going to sound real easy, like a, a simple question. I mean, am I yeah. on the right path? That's not a simple question. Mm-hmm. Like, am I, I can, I believe in myself enough that I have the talent and the desire mm-hmm. and the drive enough to get me where I want to mm-hmm. be and where I think I'm, where you want me to be. Mm-hmm. But am I, is, am yeah, I going in the right direction? Because Lord, if you could have told me I wasn't supposed to be a nurse when I was doing that nursing degree, oh. that would have been time saved, honey. I would have been out of college. Because as soon as, it, am I on the right path? No, let me hit this. Yeah, because Lord right got quick. you. You ain't got to. You ain't got to. You ain't got to say no three point turn. Yeah. major a couple years. Yeah, so am I on the right path? Because I can get there. Where I'm going right now, I'm going to get there. I believe it. Is that where I need to be going? Yeah. Am I going the right way? Yeah. You know? I, I relate to both of y'all questions, literally. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Are you happy where you are now? Are you happy on the path? No, you're the on? path. Are you happy oh. with the path? You said you didn't like nursing. Are you happy now? With what oh, you're yeah. Doing? I'm happy with what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely God just happy told where me I to do. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is thinking through her. I get it, okay? From him to you. You want to answer from God at her at what <laughs> message? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy where I, and I would say I'm happy doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily happy in life right now. I mean, yeah, I'm I, I, pretty okay. Yeah, I set the path. Yeah, happy? yeah, yeah. I'm happy with the way I'm going. I just. I'm, you know how you ever, I don't know if this makes sense, but you ever want something so bad you're afraid of it? Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Do you not understand that? I don't know. I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever wanted something to, mm, I don't know. I'll put it like that. Because I, I think sometimes I can be afraid of my aspirations, but I, I, I feel like I want what I want so bad it hurts. That's basically what I mean. Like, I want it so bad that the thought of not getting it is scary. I want it like, so bad. I want it bad. The thought of being where I'm at currently is scary. Like yeah. there are times where I'm just in my apartment, like t- in tears. Like yeah. this ain't mm-hmm. this ain't the move. This ain't yeah. it. <laughs> I call my, I literally call my mom like this is not fun. Yeah, I'm not having fun right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm the same. I do that like, with my sister. My sister be like, somehow it'll all work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people keep saying that. That's what yeah. you're saying. No, literally, my no, what did you say in the, the same other day? position? Hmm. Like she was working two jobs. She's working at the airport. She's doing working at a concession stand, and then she went back to school. She's mm-hmm. working a two job, the internship. Yeah, and then she got her degree. She's working at a hospital now. Mm, that's she what just, she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And she was just telling me it's gonna work out. Like sometimes you just have to go through that crappy situation to get to that that luxurious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my friend told me that lately. Like, she was like. 
So you're going to get everything you want in due time? And I was like, well, when's yeah. the due? When's the due date? I feel like, like we just need to, uh, I feel like we're past due date. Like, like, we just need to have Tuesday a little night. bit more patience. Like I ain't got that. You need to? I, gotta, I pray to for patience patient. a lot. I don't have Because no everything patience. not going to be like... Mm. And my thing is, it. I wasted... In my head, I wasted so much time doing what I didn't want to do. Yeah. But now I'm trying to make up for it really quickly. And I want it so bad and all this other stuff. But that's what I would ask. I would just ask if I'm on the right path. Yeah. If, if I'm happy doing it, yeah. But I could be happy doing crack. That don't mean... Um, you should be doing crack. Yeah. Hey, make you happy. No, ma'am. <laughs> We're not sending hey. that message out to the people. Crack is wet. No, yeah. Unless you makes you happy. They cut that part of her interview while y'all didn't see the raw footage. We'll Don't that do it. She said crack is whack unless it make you happy. But they cut that part. So. You make it edit it so hard. I got to cut all of this nonsense out. <laughs> well, you have not- to cut out. Oh. All of this, I'm not, I'm not, we're not putting that out to the public. <laughs> Don't crack if it make you happy, you know the time. But no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. But you guys, I want to thank you both for coming in and talking with me today and listening to uh, the, my overview and uh, my experience with uh, the miniseries mm-hmm. yes definitely, definitely. I encourage you guys to watch it I know you probably won't but I would still recommend it because it's a really good movie give her her coins sis just play it on I while told it's you I'm gonna yeah. stream in the living room I got her that works go I'm ahead I'm gonna give her a thumb up yeah rate Stop. it no I got her thumb up or don't don't, don't rate it <laughs> thumbs down do you guys want to plug your social medias oh and my. any projects that you're working on Yes, I do actually. Um, so I also have I also have a podcast. It's called This Week on Black Twitter. Black Twitter is one word. I would really appreciate it if you guys could give it a listen, give it five stars if you're listening on um, Apple iPod. I would yeah appreciate that. Okay, boo. And I just subscribed. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> So if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is scm underscore images. You know, follow me. I'll follow you back. You Why is it called SCM her Images? First name, middle name, last name. Mm-hmm. Why is the images coming? You got a wedding coming Picture. Up. You got a graduation oh, coming pictures. up. Oh, pictures. You're a Take photographer? Yeah. Oh, she's a photographer. Up, flew her she out. She don't like talking about her talents. <laughs> talking about me. The Lord said about yourself. Y'all gotta learn how to compliment yourself. You're right. Did you not see her make her own post on her head? <laughs> I had to send myself a message from my regular Instagram. Like, you're that. And send it to my photography page. That's just to, like, reassurance. That is hilarious. Everything. You pretend you don't know you got a DM. Like, oh, I'm like, who's that? What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that me? <laughs> that is so funny. All right. You guys can follow uh, this podcast on Instagram at the under and then the actual underscore score and you guys can follow me this podcast on twitter at under with two r's and then the underscore symbol and then score with two e's to keep up with the podcast and you can find this podcast on spotify soundcloud anchor uh, apple music or wherever your podcasts are held it's there follow me on those um, platforms Mm -hmm. So here on the underscore, we are in love with words. And I feel like there's a word or a phrase or a quote or a line or a lyric that goes with everything. And so the word of today is justice. And the definition of justice officially is just behavior or treatment. In the story, when they see us, we don't get any justice there. Even though the boys are 
freed and their um, sentences are vacated and they're exonerated and they were given a settlement which is recorded as the largest settlement received ever by the state of New York. There is still no justice there. Uh, they won't ever get any justice for it. The justice would have been served during their trial back in 1989. Um, even though they're uh, be moving better now, and I'm sure they're they're happy that they're free and they have fulfilling lives with their families, there was still nothing that was given to them, not an ounce of hope or a chance or a support system outside of their family. Like, there was nothing there. It was basically them against the rest of the world as 14-year-old children. Until we decide to stop just making movies about it and actually make a change and stop just pacifying the problem, we are adding to the problem. And I'm not saying to go out there and act on hate, to act on residual feelings. I'm not saying to try to be a vigilante. I'm just saying that while these movies are great and they're informative and they're needed and they're appreciated, we have to do something outside of that. And that is the only way that we will ever get any justice. We need to be informed of our rights and invoke our rights when possible so that we avoid this in the future. And to even now, because it's still happening today, don't let it get don't don't let it get twisted. All right. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in with me and I hope to see you guys next week. Two fingers, one love. Peace. <laughs>